0: Dane Espigard has changed my life. I started working in Dane's organization in 2019. I technically report to Dane, but I've never once looked at him in the sense that he's my boss. Dane Espigard is my mentor, my coach, my biggest role model in life. Dane puts on an annual event for our organization where he guides us through dream storming, dream stealing, dream planning. And since my first dreams retreat two years ago, I've completed a treadmill marathon I've purchased two houses, all by the age of 21. And even though we live in different states, I'm closer with my siblings than I've ever been before. Dane has taught us that dreams can be big, like purchasing properties or growing relationships, or dreams can be small. I can now crack an egg with one hand. What matters most is that you have dreams so that you can go out and accomplish dreams. I've accomplished what I have and wake up with the hunger that I do Every day, simply because I'm able to show up where I work and look at it not as a job, but as a vehicle to creating the life of my dreams. My name is Alex Funk, and I'm proud to introduce this podcast featuring the dream manager, the dream machine, Dane Espigard. And I'm so excited for you to hear about and implement the things that Dane has added in our organization to your own.
1: Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I have a third time guest today, and that says a lot about the greatness of this gentleman, Mr. Dane Espigard. Dane has previously been featured in episode number 35 and in episode number 169. We've shared his Cutco Vector story, which dates back about 19 years. And we've shared some of the concepts that he has utilized in developing his organization, including the dreams concept or dreams strategies that he teaches people. Dane has a new book coming out called The Dream Machine. And it is releasing on September 28th. We're here to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to share how the audience can apply some of Dane's favorite concepts in order to achieve many of the dreams that they have in life. Dane is somebody who has achieved many great things in his life and in his Cutco Vector career, over $56 million in sales. And for the year 2021, as we stand right now here in September, Dane is running the number one office. In the entire company, they are going to break the all-time record and be over $4 million in sales. And really, the crown jewel achievement in Vector is the number one division. And Dane is currently running the number one division in the company. They are on track for over $8 million in sales. Dane Espigard, welcome back to the podcast. Yes. Happy to be here. Trying to make a run at the title for most. Excellent. Well, I think... uh you're going to be in a tie for first place with 3, with a couple other people. So it's pretty good. Pretty good. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how this Dreams concept evolved for you.
2: Yeah. So it started... I was introduced to the to the Dreams concept by Matthew Kelly, which a lot of the old Vector Guard was at that event. So SLC 2007 in Orlando, Cutco paid uh, Matthew Kelly to come in and be the keynote speaker and at that event, he had us create our first, or, or for me anyways, my first ever dreams list. And so right in that moment, I can remember making over 100 you know, dreams and brainstorming and coming up with that. And, uh, and I remember feeling invigorated from that, a lot of energy, anything is possible. I went home from the event, shared it with my team, I think my key staff. And uh, everybody was excited about that. It was a lot of fun. And, and that was kind of it for about... You know, We talked about it for about a month. And then you know, I think a lot of concepts, at least especially in my early years, I'd have some buzz about and then maybe I didn't do anything with it for a little while after. Uh, so that was 2007. I had the opportunity to start from scratch with a promotion to Omaha in 2000 And uh, 2009 was my first official year there. And so that gave me a second opportunity to start an office and, and see culture take form end of 2012 i was getting ready to make a lateral move to the twin cities and so that year i had been reading quite a bit just about culture and teams and strategy and how to set up certain cultures and so as i was making this move i was thinking back to the first two offices that i opened and and what what was great what was not good what kind of culture if i had to describe it for each one and and what did i want to create for this this next time and i really viewed the move to minneapolis as my last that was where I was trying to get, so I didn't know, you know, in my mind. I'm like, I don't know why I'd be starting another office after that. So, so I was really intentional about what culture I wanted to set up, and the dreams thing kept coming back to me, and so I dove back into the list. Brooklyn and I, my now wife, we were dating then, implemented into our relationship, and then 2013, I just I started talking about it a lot uh, to our management team they made their lists and uh, and that, that kind of that was the inception of it within within our business
1: yeah i can remember by the way that the origin of this with the the matthew kelly mm-hmm. message in 2007 and i remember matthew kelly saying you have to write down 100 dreams and i remember thinking at that in that room that very day i remember thinking like i'm going to write 101 just because you know i want to write one more than other people and i wrote down 101 things on my list And I recall, Dane, finding that list, like just like you referenced, like Mm -hmm. you kind of hear a concept and maybe it doesn't completely take root. I might not have posted that list or looked at it on a regular basis. I did not, but I did keep it. And I remember finding that list later and being amazed at how many things on the list I had already checked off without even having real intentionality around it. Yep. Now you're helping people to identify their dreams and bring real intentionality to it. And it it's a whole new level of what we what we learn there. And it's been awesome. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you've applied this concept in your life, uh whether in your work or uh or personally. Yeah, absolutely. So when when I started with the culture in
2: 2013, I didn't I couldn't necessarily see like I wasn't able to clearly see it the way that it is now, right? I just knew. This is a really cool concept. it brings a lot of energy and if I can keep talking about this on a regular basis, it can be at the forefront of, of what our division is. And you know it kind of goes in line with the whole vector changing lives selling eyes and the dreams aspect of helping people to accomplish the life of their dreams. And so at first it was just helping people create their list and then it was my wife and I, girlfriend at the time, accomplishing our dreams and then being vocal about it, mm-hmm. right? So it was the whole leadership principle of live life out loud. And so I was doing a lot of that and talking about, Hey, I just crossed something off my dreams list. Here's what we had the opportunity to do. And from that, there were certain individuals that just loved this concept. And it wasn't an assignment to them. They made the list. And just from me bringing it up, they were all about their dreams list. I can think about of a guy, Matt Sather. Matt was a was part of the organization for uh, he was part of that division before I got there so he was probably only there for maybe a year was exposed to the idea and he still is posting things on his facebook of like just cross another dream off the you know dream off the list and so i know that it makes a difference i love seeing that because you know that's post cut go and and somebody is is still being impacted by it so within work we now help people create their list uh, and then we do a lot of different things to keep it at the forefront. But the idea of this whole system is it's, it's meant to be a low-maintenance thing. It's not meant to be something that's like another program or initiative that a manager is driving. It's meant to just be something that organically builds. And then I'll use any opportunity I can that I typically would want to show appreciation, right? whether it's a dinner, or a gift card, or something else. Instead of doing that, I'll just take something off their dreams list and spend money on that. right? So it's a much more targeted thing and it allows that to continue you know, with the whole principle of living a life of your dreams. Mm. Personally, it's been awesome in our relationship. So at the end of 2012, I knew that again, if this was something that was going to be in our business, I needed to, you know, Matthew Kelly is one who talks about, you don't have a work life, you don't have a home life, right? You have one life and, and integrating the two is really important. And so Brooklyn and I went through our lists, we built them up. We kind of revisited the whole concept built them up. And then on New Year's Eve, we started something that's now become an annual tradition in, in our marriage. But New Year's Eve, we went through and again, this is also evolved, but we, we do like a little year-end review. So we go through all of our photos on our phone for the year. We basically are trying to pull out all the highlights. We go through our Google calendars and we're writing down all the things that were great that we want to try and repeat the next year. Then we get out our dreams lists and we look at what we want to get done that next year that's on our list. And so 2012 New Year's Eve to 2013 was the first year that we did that. But we do it every year now. And Brooklyn just said something to me today. Uh, we were driving. My, my dad just just uh, came into town. But She said what she feels like it's brought to our relationship is that it allows us to be fulfilled in a way that the other person couldn't fulfill us. Right, so, for instance, my wife now is all about horses, and that fills her up in a way that I could never do and Because we have the language of dream around it in our relationship, we really are all about supporting the other person's dreams. I might not agree with, hey, I want to spend a lot of money on horses because they're not cheap, right, but it's no longer a horse it's now well, this is something that's on my wife's dreams list, so it is important right and and that that's really helped. I feel our relationship get to a a deeper understanding of the other person.
1: Excellent. Man, so much good stuff right there. from In your work life, you're helping people to create their dreams list. You have systems to keep it at the forefront of their mind. We'll talk about those things here in a little bit. The appreciation gifts, the way that you use the dreams as a way of appreciating the people on your team. Uh, Such a great idea. And then I love the way you've implemented this personally, Dane. I mean, you're setting such a perfect example for it, right? The New Year's Eve review and dream planning and all the ways that you use this concept to support Brooklyn and for her to support you. And ultimately, your kids, I'm sure, will be involved with that as well. Like, just uh, It's really great to see what you've been able to to create with this.
2: Yeah, thank um, you. And our daughter, Elin, she just made her first Dreams list this year. She just turned five. So she made it when she was four. And then our three year old, she made hers too, but it was just an exact clone of our five year old, right? <laughs> Everything Elan said, Izzy said the same thing and wrote it, you know, we wrote it down. But, but it's cool to, to start that process and uh, get them using the, the terminology of dream all the time at the house.
1: Yeah. it just, it, it, it's such a great example of like living life by design right mm-hmm. like your kids are going to learn that they can design their life they're not their life isn't determined by circumstance or by what happens or even by you guys right it's determined yeah. by them and that's uh, such a powerful insight for kids to develop at a young age for anybody to develop for sure give us a few examples of uh people on your team and how they've implemented this concept yeah so uh, there's a couple that come to mind right away bert wicks
2: is one of them robert wicks he's he's uh fantastic Cutco sales professional that's on our team. And, and I've worked with Bert since 2013. And he's developed his list and, and he now goes through his list. It's not just making it one time, but it's revisiting it annually and adding more things to that list. But I can think of when COVID happened and started the pandemic... His category of, of role, right? the events team, they suffered the most. And they basically... Everything was canceled out of their calendar. And now here's Bert and everybody else that's on our CSP team just sitting on their hands for for what ended up being a very long time. But I was making my rounds of check-in calls to just... I know, call them mental health calls just to see how those guys were... That team was doing. And I called Bert and said, How are you holding up? And this was maybe 2 months into it. And he said, You know... I'm actually doing really well. He goes, I have had more things done on my dreams list in the last two months than I have ever done before. And I didn't ask him to talk about dreams, but that was like, you know, that was what came up to him. And I'm like, that's awesome. I said, tell me some of them. And and he had a lot of golf ones. So, you know, he got to play more rounds of golf than he'd ever played. He got his lowest score. And one of them, this one was, he goes, I uh and I just got done flossing for 30 days straight. And I said, that's, that's on the list. And he said, yep. That was on the <laughs> list. So, you know, so sometimes it's small things that are on there, but, but it was cool to hear that from, from somebody that, that, uh, you know, Robert is, he's a single guy. He's, he's a high achiever. He's just doing his thing. And, and to hear that from him, I think really struck a chord with me that I was like, oh, wow, this actually has a ton of value of maybe stuff that I didn't see necessarily prior to that. The other example is, is my current pilot sales manager, Alex Funk. And there are some people that this concept just strikes a chord with and they run with it. And so Alex, uh, he made his first dreams list at our dreams retreat, maybe in twenty, maybe 2019. I think 2019. And then did it again in 2020. And, and obviously, again, this summer at our dreams retreat in 2021. But last year during COVID... He accomplished around 35 dreams on his list. And so you think about 2020. And if you ask the average person in the world, Hey, how was 2020? Right? You're going to hear every negative word you can think of. And oh, it was a struggle. And we got through. If you were to ask Alex, he'd be like, that was the best year of my life. And he, he was able to get so many done. The, the thing that ended 2020 was him running a, a marathon on a treadmill. And that story's in the book because it, it's one of my favorites. But he... On his list that year was, I'm going to run a marathon. Well, it kept getting pushed back because races were canceled. And then it was, you know we're not really going to do it. It kept getting pushed back. And finally, he was like, well, this is on my list. I have to do it. So I'm going to run a treadmill once. So he trained. And then <laughs> I want to say it was December 30th or something like that. But he, he set himself up on that day to say, this is the day I'm going to run a marathon. And on a treadmill at his, at his aunt's gym in small town, Minnesota... And I said, I've run marathons on my dreams list. And so I've done that. And I remember what gets you through it are the people, right? It's the fans. It's the funny signs. It's, it's the other runners. And I was just thinking, man, this is going to be the, a day from hell, right? Running a <laughs> marathon. So I said, Alex, you have to set up a computer. You have to figure out how to set up a computer. And, and we got to get a Zoom going. And then we got to get the link out to everybody. And people need to come and cheer you on. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. That'd be weird. And I'm like, you, you need to do it. So he did it, and it was awesome. I checked in. I popped in like six times. I got Bruce Goodman to hop in, right? And Alex has never met Bruce, and but he's obviously a big fan of the CEO and and uh, Vector West. And so I text Bruce that day. I'm like, huge favor. <laughs> is there any way you can find a couple minutes to pop on Zoom? This guy's really important to me, and and it would make his day. And Bruce pops on, and Alex stops run after this, stops running, texts me. And he goes, you're never going to believe who stopped by. And I knew, right? I was like, who? And he goes, Bruce, mother Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> and Goodman. And he's like, I got to finish. And then I, I was there at the end when he finished. There was 20 people on Zoom. Everybody was cheering. It was just like as real as it could have been in that situation. And so uh, Alex is... I mean, that guy, his dreams list, we just did the, the retreat again this year. His dreams list, he has over 800 on the list. You know so he's just somebody that does doesn't need us really anymore, like that concept is going to be integrated in his life forever.
1: amazing that's so cool, nice stuff so listen, Dane, if you're a leader, if there's leaders who are listening who run an organization, they want to implement this idea, they want to build this into their culture, they want to get their team members on board. Uh, how do they implement this concept with their teams? Let's talk about it,
2: yeah, so I think leading by example is really important. So I think that whoever wants to implement this needs to do it themselves first. right? And that can just be something as simple as going through the dream storm. We call it dream storming. It's just brainstorming a list of dreams. right? So it's coming up with as big of a list, I call it a menu, as they can. And so once somebody does that, they do it with their team also. We now do an annual retreat. Anybody can do this. Retreat maybe makes it sound like it's a bigger... Production. It doesn't need to be that. Like during COVID, we didn't have the overnight stuff. We did it at an outdoor park. People sat at picnic tables, socially distanced apart, and it still was a success. Right. So it doesn't need to be a big production. And somebody could do this with a small team. They could do it with their staff. And so the first part is giving enough time and space for somebody to actually go through the brainstorming, the dreamstorming process, and create it. And we go through nine categories. And so they're in the book, but it's it's travel, adventure. Material. So that'd be, you know, and there's some crossover with some of these. Sometimes people have, you know, a travel one that would also be adventure, material, vocation or career, family, health, and then spiritual, creative, and then legacy. Creative would be like learning a new
1: skill or, you know, something like that. Yeah, uh, and then yeah.
2: leg- legacy, it could be charity things,
1: could be today things, could be long term as well. So so let me just recap these 9 things. So travel, that could be like, I want to go to France. Mm-hmm. Adventure could be, I want to go skydiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, material is, I want this nice new watch. Mm-hmm. Financial career, this is a specific goal you might have for your team or an income goal or something along those lines. right? Yep. Family, relationships. I mean, there's a million different directions. You could take that one, I see. But... Uh, This could be something that's very personal to you or something you want to experience with uh, people in your family or within your household. Health goal might be, I want to weigh X pounds within one year from now. Skills could be, I want to learn Spanish Mm -hmm. or creativity, right? Yep. Spirituality, faith. This one could be as simple as, you know, I want to commit to going to church every Sunday for one year or... Something along those lines. I want to practice my yeah. spirituality in some specific way, and then legacy to me seems like more of a longer term thing that you're building. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could have goals that are related to that as well. Might be a little harder to hit those in you know the shorter term, but those are very yeah. important, very important things to have on your list because they give you reasons why. So these are your nine, yep, categories,
2: and, the, and people can have more. I, I find that this usually is going to encompass like. Almost everything can be brought under the umbrellas of these. When we do the process of DreamStorming, I start specifically with travel because I find that it's it's the easiest list or category for people to have an abundance of. Right, that's right. What, I just want the creative juices going. And when they start with that, we end with the ones that maybe are a little bit more difficult to come up with a lot. But these things also aren't meant to be all checking off the list items. Travel ones are, right? I went there, check. But when you get to some of them like family, on mine, I have be a great husband. Well, I was a great husband yesterday, but it's not like I'm like, okay, done. I no longer am focused on that. So some of the things are uh, how I want to be and how I want to live. And the more that I that somebody that, that even for myself, that I can be checking in with my dreams list, it's just great reminders of, oh yeah, here are the cool things I'm doing and experiencing. But these are also the things that are important to me in terms of the way that I am on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. With any overarching concept, like be a great husband, I'm sure you encourage people to get specific about what does that mean? How does that look? What are some things you're going to actually do on a regular basis that fall into that category that help you know, you're actually winning, that you're actually doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. What else? Give us some more ideas on how people can be implementing this concept and teaching others.
2: So I think the first thing is if I think for any business leader or team leader to understand, if you just help somebody create the list, you've already done great work. And just like you and I experienced that with Matthew Kelly, he just came in and spoke and had us make our list, but it obviously had an impact on both of us different ways. But there are some people that take that list and that is now they're they're looking at it all the time. They're adding to it. So I think that understanding this doesn't have to be an all or nothing deal, right? So I'm gonna go through the stealing and sharing portion, the action planning. But even if somebody just started with this first part, that's what I did for the first three, four years of the program was just the list creation and then talked about it publicly, right? And that
1: was good. Yeah. I love that you start with that, just creating the list. And I also like that you put travel as the first thing on the list, because again, it's such an easy thing. Like people can just say, hey, where are all the places you would like to visit that you've never been or that you want to go again, right? You can just start writing down countries or cities. I used to keep my... And I still have this. I still keep this. I have my international travel yeah. list and my within North America yeah. travel list. And I would always try to make sure that I knocked out one a year on my international travel list. Or in Vector, sometimes we do like more local mm-hmm. stuff. So well one every two years on my international travel list. But I would try to knock out multiple per year on my North America travel list. And as I would check them off, they would rise to the top. And then ironically, Australia and New Zealand rose to the top of my international travel list. It was there for like four years. And then we introduced that we're going to go there. And I've certainly checked off a ton on my North America travel list. And it's just been fun to like say, gosh, I've never been there. We're going near there. Why don't we go over over there for a while? Like I, I used to go to Niagara Falls and Olean every year. We still do that go to Niagara Falls and only in, on a regular basis, or we will resume that. And i had never been to Toronto. So finally one year, I just stayed yeah. an extra day and I went and I checked off Toronto, you know? And so anyway, uh, it's, it's cool to have that as a first step. And it just opens the door to all the other ways that you can leverage this.
2: And, and on a, on a side note for anybody who's going to bring this to their team on my website at, at One of the free resources on there is going to be a master list of like a thousand dreams. So when I facilitate this to my team, I'll say travel and then I'll actually go through this the really big list of thought joggers. And, you know, just like we would do in training or something like that. Right. But but what it does is it allows people to, to maybe come up with a lot of things that they wouldn't have done on their own because they're hearing it. Right. You can yep. get creative and make a slideshow and that kind of stuff, which I've done. But the on the website you can you can steal the thousand and just kind of cherry pick the ones that you want on there to share. Yeah. Excellent. So, after we do that when we actually when we do the retreat which can just be of three sessions in one day what we'll do is we'll we'll group people up in the you know small group shares so anywhere from 5 to 8 people in a group and again I don't think the number is that important in terms of the size and what we'll do is we'll ask them to look at their list and identify in all nine categories we'll usually the bigger categories like travel and adventure we'll usually have them come up like identify 10 5 or ten, five to 10 that they want to share. And then the smaller categories, maybe 3. And I don't, I'm not asking them to share the ones they're committed to doing. It's just, hey, pick the ones you want to share. They could be things that you think are really unique, really funny, or low-hanging fruit that you're like, oh, I'm for sure doing this. And then what they do is they spend about an hour just going around the horn. And the idea here is, it's fun. You build some relationships, some deeper relationships with people on your team. You're putting it out there in the world. And on top of that, you're adding more to your list. So right before they do this, I talk about how when, when you share the idea here is that you should be stealing other people's, right? So when Dan is in my group and he says, I really want to go to, I want to do a helicopter ride in, Grand, uh, in the Grand Canyon. I'm like, ooh, right? And so I describe how, how they should do it where if they're stealing somebody's, they should go like, you know, it doesn't need to be an auditory thing, but uh, and then they write it down. And that also that gives a little love to the person who came up with a good one. And then you're writing it on yours as well. So from that activity, they might end with the 100 on their list. And then through the dream st- sharing and stealing, they get an extra 30 to 50. With this master list, like I just did this for a company in May. And the average person had 300 on their list. right? So they're coming up with just these massive lists, which is so cool to see. And then they start sharing. And you find out a lot about your neighbor when they say, you know, what's on their list. And it's like, oh, I had no
1: idea. Yeah. So cool. I like it. So you get people into groups of five, six, seven, eight. You do an around the horn so that everybody mm-hmm. is just sharing through the categories. And that way people can sort of steal other things and add to their list. Yep. So yep. and that session is just it's fun. It takes sixty to ninety minutes depending
2: on the size of the group. They add some extras to their to their list. Then we take another break. And then the last part that we added the last three years to our program is the the action portion, and so you know you think about again when we did this with Matthew Kelly, we made the list, and then it was okay that was great, and we had this awesome feeling. But it's the it's the whole you know adage of the best time to take action is right now in the moment, right? right. And so what we'll do for the, the ending portion is we'll go through and say, hey, this portion's meant to be work. So here's what you should be doing: go through your list and identify. 20 to 30 that are potential for sometime in the next year. Right. And then what we're going to do is we're going to research. And so, what I found through my own pursuit of this is that I'll put things on my dreams list. And in my mind, I'm like, that's going to be really difficult because of XYZ. Right. An example that I talked about in the book is I had on my list live in a sailboat for a week. And when I wrote that down, I remember thinking that's going to cost a lot of money, right? Thousands upon thousands of dollars to rent a, a yacht and whatever. Well, we end up. My wife knew that was on my list, and we were going to Thailand for my Hall of Fame trip with Cutco. And my wife, who's not into boats at all, found that right off the coast of Thailand you can rent a boat, like you have your own captain, everything else, and it was like three hundred and fifty bucks a night. <laughs> and and so you know, at first it's like, is this is this a safe boat? But. But, but being able to get that done for far less than what I thought. And I think that happens all the time when somebody starts research and they're like, oh, that's actually simpler than what I thought it was going to be to be able to do it. And so we give people a space to be able to research and go through and everybody's on their laptops. They're looking up, hey, I, I want to see this one concert. Let mm-hmm. me see if that person's coming anywhere near me. Oh, they they are. And it's in a neighboring city and I wanted to go there anyways. And so they're they're making this list of 20 to 30. And then they're kind of separating like these ones probably aren't as, as capable this year. These are possible. I think I could do these. And then we asked them to start taking some action. So I'm walking around basically like, well, okay, so what can you do? And it could be something as massive as I booked a plane ticket right here in the moment. Right? So last year's Dreams Retreat in our division had a young guy, Elliot James, right on the spot. He said, I think this year I'm going to max out a Roth. And I said, well, that's great. Okay. So what can you do right now? And he said, well, I could research it, I guess. I'm like, great. Why don't you research the platforms? Why don't you call your dad right now and see what he recommends of where your family banks or whatever. And he, so he did that. I came back around and he said, okay, I figured that out. I said, great. Well, I know how much money you have in holdings. Do you want to do it right now? And he said, what do you mean? I said, do you want to open the account up right now? So right on the spot, He maxed out his Roth IRA, right? And we were able to recognize that in front of the group. And so he took massive action. Other people, it's another guy on the team wanted to go see a Vikings Seahawks game with his dad, right? So he didn't book a ticket. But in that moment, he called his dad and said, Hey, dad, I'm looking at the calendar. I want to go to the Seahawks Vikings game. Can we do that this year? And they were able to talk on the phone. So he took that action. So sometimes it's just sending texts out making phone calls, sending an email inquiry to uh Spanish lesson. You know, something something that, that they can then have things out there that are easy for them to follow up with.
1: Yeah. That's cool. I like it. I like it. So you're having people mark down what are the goals on their... The dreams on their list that could potentially be achieved within a year... Yep. And and I sure that you encourage people to look at it very liberally when they think about could it be achieved within one year? Like if it's even remotely possible, you mark it and then you start looking into it. what what would it take? How could it be possible? And ultimately people find ways of being able to achieve a lot of these things in a much quicker time than they might have originally thought.
2: And there's so much crossover on people on the team, right? So all of a sudden, this portion is awesome. There's so much buzz in the room because people are all working, they're talking, "Ooh, I just saw this" and they're all excited about what they're looking at, what's possible. And so, but but they start, you'll see every every time I do this, I see people on the team will start to say, "Oh, you have that on your list too. Me too. Let's do this together." Right? There's mm. a there's a group, kind of a pod within my division that this Friday are all going to do karaoke because there was like three or four people that had on their list like sing at a karaoke. You know They've never done it. And it's an easy thing. So they all plan to go together. So it's just... There's the dreams... I think at first, when somebody hears the concept, they're like, oh, they're really big, grandiose things. And it's like, there's a lot that aren't. There's a lot of things that you could just do tomorrow. We just don't give ourselves the space to actually think about it, look into it and take action.
1: Yeah. So great. So great. Dana, I I even think that like some of these things come to us through just like serendipity or the law of attraction. I can remember thinking a number of years ago, like which of my old favorite bands from when I was younger, what do I most want to go see and be able to experience live? And I remember thinking like, man, Metallica would be so great to see live. And then you might remember this. Oh,
2: I do. I know exactly what you're going to say.
1: Yeah. We had an event in, in uh, Minneapolis. It was a Central Region DVM meeting that I was invited mm-hmm. to. And when I, when I landed in Minneapolis, I look at my text messages and I have a text message from Phil Bolander of a picture of a sign in the very hotel our meeting was in. And the sign said, Welcome Metallica fans. And it turns out Metallica was there that it was that night. They were were opening the U S bank stadium. And after the dinner was over that night, Phil and I ran down to the stadium and there was no tickets available. I mean, there was not a single person outside selling any tickets and we basically had to talk our way in and we got in for free. (laughs) Uh, We sweet talked the security guard who let us in for free and we experienced Metallica, live inside the US Bank Stadium. And it was awesome. It was so cool to have experienced that. And that just like things like that, just it seems like they happen to people like you that identify the things that they want. You know, it's a cool thing.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. That that there's often where something will just fall into your lap or... or, And it does. it's not a guarantee that something happens, but all of a sudden it presents itself. And it's like, because I'm aware of it, it's on my list, I'll recognize those opportunities.
1: Yeah, exactly. So great. So for anybody listening to be able to do an exercise with their team where they start with dream storming and yep. having people write down the list, you can give them the nine categories. I suppose if you even were introducing this concept, you could simplify the nine categories down if you really wanted to do this in a shorter amount of time. Yep. And then the idea of sharing and stealing where people break into small groups and they talk about it with others. And then the dream planning seems to be a really key part where you have people to pick out what are the ones that that could potentially be achieved in a short amount of time, and looking into what are some of the hows on mm-hmm. you know how they could happen, and putting them into your calendar, putting them into your plan so that those things get knocked out? so great yeah,
2: and what I personally love about this is that anybody who tries to to do this, you can't really mess it up, like I've never heard somebody say oh, I tried it. it didn't really work it's like well any if you have zero conversation about dreams and you just start with helping somebody make a list that's a win right so again it's like somebody doesn't have to do all three of those stages they could break it up they could do one but any of that's going to be is going to be a win in their organization even if they've never done it before
1: yeah and when you do this detailed version is this over like two days of a retreat or like... Yeah, I think if it's if somebody's trying to set it up perfectly, what I've experienced
2: works great is one, in a one overnight, two-day event, right? So what we'll do typically is we do the first two sessions. So we do the list creation. We give that the most time. I usually give it three hours, maybe four if we are, depending on kind of the size of the group and the setup, then we'll take a two to three hour break and it's just hanging out, right? Share a meal, something like that, and then we come back together for the dream stealing and sharing portion, uh, and then that concludes the first evening. And then people are just kind of, you know, again, uh, furthering relationships, having a great time and hanging out. And then the next morning, after sharing another meal together, that's the action portion. And so we get them back to their list. They go back through it, and then, then we kind of give them the framework of how to do the how to do the research and take an action in the dream planning part. Yeah, awesome. We do so, this with our with our CSPs and our DMs. And one of the cool things with a smaller group like that is that you can actually bring in a significant others. That was a game changer for us because this is like a lot of things where all of a sudden, if let's say your DM team or your CSP team, you've got people that are married, right? And they create this massive list of 150 things, 200 things that they want to do. And then they come home and like bum rush their spouse. They're like, I'm going to do all these things. The other person has no idea what's going on. And it's like, I'm not a part of that. And so, what, what I've seen the first time I did it, I was so nervous. I did it with my DMs and we did a holiday party and we did the, and it wasn't, we didn't even do all three like the planning part because I hadn't gotten to that part in the evolutionist program. But we did a just a hangout meal the first evening. And then the next day, we did the dreamstorming and the sharing part. And it was so cool to see the spouses get involved. And one guy, Chris, a husband of somebody who's on our team, his wife said he was super reserved with the whole thing showing up. He played full out, loved it. That year got four things done on his dreams list. And the following year, somebody who, again, did not work with Kutka, who's a husband of, of somebody on our team, got 16 things done on their list, and he's still rolling with it. And I just think it's so great when they're able to bring that home or bring their home to this, right? Whichever way you want to call it.
1: Yeah. I love it, man. Great stuff. So the book is called The Dream Machine, A Leader's Guide to Creating Teams of High Performers Who Achieve Extraordinary Outcomes. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write the book.
2: So this has been... I've gotten to see this program evolve over the course of the last 8-9 years in my organization. And it is... It's, we're known as the dreams division. It's what my, my team loves uh, about being a part of Northstar. And so it's always been there of, hey, I think that there's a lot of stuff here that should be shared with others. What really got it to happen sooner than, than what I was anticipating prior was COVID. And you know that conversation that I shared with Bert Wicks and just seeing amidst all the crap that happened in 2020, just seeing the people on my team thriving because they were, again, living life by design. They weren't letting things happen to them. They were like, well, these are the things I'm committed to doing. I'm going to do them anyways. And it's the whole like, when it, if we can always have something in our calendar a month or two months, or if we can always be working towards something, we're so much... It's easier to be fulfilled. We're on purpose off self right when when we're working towards something, and this just gives people this large menu to continually be picking from.
1: yeah, what are some of the key concepts that people can learn from the book besides uh, the structure we've already talked about? So I think
2: the idea of a, a dreams mindset right that I talk about in the book is really just an extension of a growth mindset. I talk a little bit about that in there for me. You know, Cutco phenomenal in getting people exposed to personal growth, right? And so I was exposed to personal growth as an eighteen-year-old, and then even into my twenties, it was always kind of like you should grow to grow, and that was cool, and and I did, but I wasn't as intentional with like my savings, my body, like certain things like that, because I was. I had this knowledge of growth, but I didn't necessarily have a destination for it. And when I started implementing the dreams mindset, it wasn't this crazy different thing. It was like, well, I'm already focused on growing. Now I have so much purpose behind it. Right. So I'm growing to hit this next thing on my dreams list, or I'm saving more money for this investment that's on my list or building net worth or you know, different things that might be on there. So that that's a, a concept that I think a lot of, especially vector people, it's like, this isn't that foreign. It's You're already exposed to personal growth to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think an, another big one would be the when somebody is focused on dreaming and, and thinking bigger, they're more equipped to just handle bigger problems. And the whole idea, the dreams concept is anything is possible. How are we going to do it? And so I think during... COVID, when when that jolted every single business in the world and forced everybody to figure out how to maneuver in this new world, our organization, I saw And I didn't get the opportunity to have a front row seat for every other organization. But for my organization, it was awesome to see people figure it out. And there wasn't this, well, this is happening to us. It's, well, this is happening. How are we still going to get to where we want to go, even though this is happening? Right. Mm -hmm. And And so I think that... I don't know if our team would have responded the same way had this not been at the forefront of who we are in our identity. Yeah. Uh, So that's a big one. And that's so great. The the last one is the idea of dream spotlighting. And so this is something that allows this to continue to organically build. right? So one of the things that I didn't want this dreams concept to be is a chore. I didn't want it to be an obligation. Hey, if somebody's not down to dream and make their... That's totally fine. I don't want them to feel out of place. And so what we do is we do something called dream spotlighting. So when somebody in our organization accomplishes a dream, we've got our regular meetings, division meeting, TLA, whatever else. And, And so at the beginning of those, what we'll do is we'll spotlight people that just recently accomplished a dream. And so we actually have a meeting tomorrow where I'm doing this. And so one individual, Bridget on our team, who's a senior in college, she just went to her first live concert since the last meeting and she went to her first live rodeo. Those were two things on her dreams list. So I'm going to have two pictures in there that just spotlight in our slideshow and say, hey, just to go through and give some recognition, Bridget, Bridget got to do this and this. And so what it does is it allows that person to relive that moment of like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. It also connects it to, oh yeah, Cutco is what exposed me to this idea. It also is a friendly nudge to everybody else that's aware of this to say, maybe, ah, you know, I haven't taken action like I knew, I, like I said I was going to or like I wanted to. So the dream spotlighting thing is, has been great. And it's also fulfilling for me because I get to see real life proof of what we do here matters and how it's helping people live the life of their dreams.
1: Yeah. So great, Dane, that the dream spotlighting, that just brings it to the forefront it keeps it in people's awareness it makes it fun it makes it something people want to be a part of really helps sow that culture you're looking for and the mindset that people develop through identifying their dreams and planning their dreams like you said the dreams mindset is an extension of the growth mindset and it just is a, it puts people in the right frame of mind to be able to tackle the challenges that come along their way as you reference people who are big thinkers solve big problems and uh, I think that in life, ultimately, we're paid for the problems that we solve. And the, the the more that we can develop a mindset of being able to identify and solve more and bigger problems in the world, the more fulfillment and satisfaction we'll get and the more financial reward we'll get as well along with it. So, uh, so many good things evolve out of this concept, Dane. You've done great work with this. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this, Dane. What are some of your dreams right now?
2: Great question. I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to drone on and on, but I've, I've got a few to share. The book was one that's been on the list for a long time, or write a book. And so that's checked that that's off the list. Another one on there is to have that book become bestseller, which I'd be excited about. Travel ones, we just got done with a one-month camping trip, which was on the, on the list. The one that I'm certain is going to happen this year is getting the opportunity to see the Packers in the Super Bowl. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm going to go on record and say,
2: I think you're right. I hope it happens because I you know, I think this is our last chance in a lot of years with the direction of where things are headed. But those are some of the things that are on. I've got some other travel ones that, that hopefully... The Australia trip obviously is on there as well. And then some other travel things that we have too.
1: Yeah. Cool. That was good. Thanks for sharing a few of those, Dane. Yep. Thanks for the great work you're doing. Congratulations on your awesome success. And uh, thanks for being part of the podcast once again. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, one last little thing we're doing for on the twenty eighth for the the launch. Anybody who gets three books gets a free ticket to an online dreamstorming workshop. So we're going to do that mid October. So for manager or anybody else, it's a great opportunity for them to kind of go through the process themselves, so then they can facilitate for their teams and
1: stuff as well. Great stuff. I appreciate that, Dane. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. See you. Dane Espigard everyone. You can see why Dane has had such great success and built such an amazing team all around him. I love the idea that the dreams mindset is sort of an extension of the growth mindset. And that when you can get people into the frame of mind that they can identify, develop, and achieve dreams, it puts people into a mindset that is far more powerful than any other that uh, someone could have for achievement and success in life. Of course, Dane talked about the importance of leading by example first, making sure that we all have our dreams identified and that we are sharing the achievement of those dreams publicly so that it inspires people around us. And then the process to follow of the dreams retreat, getting people to first create the list. I believe Dane does this once a year in a very detailed version, I would encourage you not to wait until you can get a group of people together for a full-on two-day event and do this over a number of hours to start implementing this concept. Start right away. And I might suggest you start in an even simpler fashion. Maybe instead of having nine categories, you have three categories, right? Start with the travel and put adventure into that category. Have a work category with specific work goals that people would have. And then just have a personal category that sort of all encompasses a lot of the other stuff. And start small with a shorter exercise to get people to begin doing this. It'll be easy for you after you've done this with a small group of your people over the course of an hour or two hours to do a full-on actual retreat and build on it later. But start small and get the process rolling. Dream sharing and stealing should be a part of that in smaller groups or breakouts or around the horn. If you have a small group already, that would be a great thing. You could be doing dream sharing and stealing. And then you could work with people individually on the process of dream planning and helping them identify which of these are possible in a short amount of time. How could they make a plan for their achievement and put those things into their calendar? The book is called The Dream Machine. Hook it up to support Dane. Buy some extra copies to hand out to people around you. And uh, we appreciate that. We hope you've enjoyed hearing once again from Dane Espigard today. Thanks, everybody.
3: My name is Burt Wicks, and I've been a part of Dane's North Star Dream Team in Cutco since 2013. I can't begin to say how grateful that I am that our paths have crossed in this beautiful thing that we call life. I'm so fortunate to call Dane Espigard not just an amazing mentor, but also just an amazing friend who literally inspires me on a daily basis. Because of Dane's influence. I'm a dream machine in action. I'm debt-free. I've actually golfed over 50 rounds in a season now. I've uh, took a golf trip to Colorado, and I was actually inspired with this dream machine to take a year off of social media apps completely in 2020 and 2021. Dane is literally the Energizer bunny to dreaming. He's created a system that is so easy to follow that chasing dreams and marking them off is addicting and contagious. He's literally the catalyst to reminding you that a dream can be anything and that dreams are so worth tackling. I'm so just in love with the idea of dreaming and workshopping those dreams so much that I literally constantly ask my friends what dreams they're tackling and it's also contagious and that continues to spread throughout their friends as well. Again, my name is Burt Wicks and I strongly encourage you to take what you've learned here today and start implementing, it will quite literally change your life.
1: Thanks for listening. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.